Tom Maluli is an investment advisor representative with Maluli Asset Management. All opinions expressed by Tom and his podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Maluli Asset Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Clients of Maluli Asset Management may maintain positions in securities discussed in this podcast. Welcome back to the Maluli Asset Management Podcast. This is episode number 189, 189. My name is Tom Maluli. I'm the CEO and president of Maluli Asset Management. And with me this afternoon is Tim Maluli. I'm an investment advisor here at Maluli Asset Management. Um, today we're going to continue to answer some questions that we get on a weekly basis. Um, we've been doing this for a couple podcasts now, and it seems to be working out. We're getting some good feedback from people, so we're going to keep rolling with it. Yeah, what we're finding is that when people take the time to write these questions in, they send them into a website, and we can view them and pick out ones that we think are worth talking about or worth discussing on this podcast. So uh, what we're finding is that uh, some of our listeners are have – similar questions or offshoots on the same topic. So if you hear a topic that interests you or you have a question about, definitely get in touch with us and you know be happy to feature your question or discuss your topic on a future podcast. So uh, Tim, why don't we jump right in with uh, some of the questions that we've got today? Sure, let's get started. First up, which bond ETF should I invest in? Oh, that's easy. The one that goes up the most. <laughs> can you in a, can in a you, perfect world? Yeah. Can right. we can we predict the future? Unfortunately, not yet. No. <laughs> so we can't predict the future. We can't tell you which one is going to be the best. That's it's a tough question for advisors to answer because we don't know who's asking the question. Right. Everyone's situation is different. So to properly answer this question, we would need to have this person come in and learn a little bit about them and their situation and what they need and what they're looking for from these types of investments. Otherwise, without that information, it's it's kind of impossible to answer a question like this. It's like asking, what do you like better, chocolate or vanilla? What's better, chocolate or vanilla? Well, it really well, depends on your taste. Do you like chocolate or vanilla? Right. So if you go to episode 51 of our videos, you're going to see that I got into a discussion about um, know your client. Right. And it's hard for an advisor to make a blanket recommendation that this bond ETF is better than that bond ETF. We can't make a, a suggestion or a recommendation to someone until we know more about your situation. So um, it, it's, it's not like we're trying to dodge the answer. Uh, the, the answer is there's lots of good bond ETFs out there. We have to find what your situation's about and then determine which is best for you. Right. And a lot of times it's not a decision about good or good versus bad. It's more a question of better versus best. Right. Which one fits best? Right. There are are going to be a handful of ETFs out there that would fit well, but there's 
probably one or two that fit the best. The, the question went on, you know, we get a little more detail with these, and they, they talked about, well, one fund has a slightly higher SEC yield. The, this one has different premiums or discounts. Uh, which one's better? I, 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 they the, actually ask, which one would you pick for your portfolio, which is the wrong question to ask. Yeah. Why do, you, why do you care what I matter. would buy for my account? My portfolio is going to be different than yours. Right. Yeah. Got to ask the right questions. That's a big part of this. So it's important to understand that there's a lot of a lot of different investments out there. And when you're talking about bond ETFs, you need to remember that bonds, unlike stocks, bonds trade by appointment. There is no listed market. Well, there's a very small listed market for bonds. Very few bonds actually get listed, and the prices will vary even when the listed bonds trade. So bonds trade by appointment. What that means is when you want to sell a bond that is in your account, you have to call your broker, and your broker will shop around. He'll call around and try and get bids to, well, offers to buy your bond from you and sell somewhere else. So, you know, uh, another bond broker is not going to take your bond unless they know that they can turn around and sell it. So bonds trade by appointment. Don't ever forget that. That's really very important. Um, probably not the answer that this person was looking for, but it did give us an opportunity to talk about bonds. Cool. Yeah. So moving on to question number two, how can I recover from losses in my IRA? Um, the answer is if you're trying to figure out how you can take losses off your taxes, you know, if you lose money inside your IRA, you can't even write that stuff off. Right. You, you can't. Uh, you, you're not permitted to do that. Um, so the question went on to say, I put $2,000 into an IRA, but between the fees and bad investment decisions, it's been losing money, and its value is currently below the initial deposit. Is there anything I can do to minimize or regain my losses? Well, yeah. It's kind of an obvious answer. In, well, in my opinion, it is, but obviously not for this person. Um, you can invest in different, better choices that, or hope that your investments go up. And I would, and and give it time. Right. So, you know, uh, not everything works right from the get go. Uh, you know, I I know after thirty years, a lot of times I'll I'll finally take the plunge and buy something uh, for a client, only to watch it go down the next five days in a row, um, or, or sometimes the next month or two, it just goes down and doesn't seem like it's going to recover. So sometimes it's patience. You know, asset classes fall in and out of favor all the time. I don't know how long this person has had money sitting in an IRA, but um, don't compound a problem by jumping off one horse in the race and hopping onto another. My, my point is moving your retirement account to another broker or completely ripping up the script and doing something totally different with that money could just compound your costs that you're trying to get out from under. So you need to really think clearly about this. One detail in this question that 
points towards having patience in a more long-term mindset is that the the question asker said, I'm trying to invest today to help my son in the future. So if this money is for your son in the future, it sounds like you have a relatively uh, longer time horizon to let these things work. Right. So over time, your odds of success go up, but if you continually rip up the script and try and flip in and out, you know, try to find something that's better working this week as opposed to last week, it's going to be tough. Now, if you made a mistake and you got into something that's got uh, comparably higher fees than what you're finding elsewhere, then you may want to re-examine what your next step would be. Uh, but if the fees are low, um, they may have been paid already, but if the fees are low and you're in something that just seems to be out of favor right now, uh, you, you just you're going to need to re-examine why you're doing this. And Tim raised a very good point. This is money that's for someone in the future. So um, our suggestion is patience. But again, we're not making investment recommendations or giving investment advice. So, right. so the next question is, uh, where should we invest a profit-sharing distribution to minimize the taxes? When we get questions like this, it kind of makes me shake my head a little bit because everyone's looking to minimize taxes. It's in today's world, it's tough to do. You know, you're going to have to pay your fair share. That's just the way things work. Well, two things come to mind when I hear these kind of questions. Um, a lot of people don't even realize this, but when I got started in the business, you didn't need a social security number to open an account. I mean, just think about that for a moment. So we had a lot of wealthy people who were opening up brokerage accounts without social security numbers, and they were buying tax-free bonds, and they would get the bonds delivered to their home address. This is when before book entry bonds. So you would actually get what they used to call bearer bonds. You would get the bond delivered to your home address, and you would actually clip the coupon the actual coupon, go down to the bank, present the coupon, get your interest, unreported, and walk out of the bank. It's amazing. That is truly tax-free. Right. So that was Can't find that anymore. a very long time ago. Uh, right now, I mean, you know, in 2017, everything's tracked. I mean, we we, you know, we can Every pick up. Yeah, we can pick up people like speeding. You know, on on the roads now because there's cameras everywhere. Everything is tracked. And so the idea of trying to skirt paying taxes just doesn't really work. You're not going to be able to pull a fast one on the government anymore. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. So one of the best problems to have, we like to remind our clients, is one of the best problems to have is paying a lot of money in taxes. It's a nice problem to have. That means you made a lot of money. <laughs> exactly. So I... I don't know. I'm okay with paying taxes. Yeah. If you don't make a lot of money, you're not going to pay that much in taxes compared to other people. So right. if you're paying a lot in taxes, it means you have a lot of money, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. All right. So the next question is, should I start managing my own retirement account? So let me give you a little more information on this. 
I currently contribute to a company 401k through Fidelity, and I have a Roth IRA at Vanguard. I want to start managing both of them uh, by myself. Um, <laughs> it, I'm just I'm kind of confused by the question because if I'm assuming this person doesn't have an advisor, which is why they're asking this question. Um, so if they don't have an advisor and they haven't been managing it themselves, then who is managing it? So then the obvious or the you know apparent answer to that question would be yes, you should start managing it because someone should. Yeah, I, I, we're going to assume that it's unmanaged right now, which is not a good, not a good thing. The money could be sitting in the money market. We don't know. We we don't. So um, there's lots of free information online that can lead you in the right or wrong direction. You can talk to an advisor. Uh, I think there's plenty of um, online advisors and plenty of human advisors that will at least point you in the right direction. And maybe it's you know something that they'll do for free just in order to help people, but to, to get someone going and pointed in the right direction, it, sometimes it's really just a, a phone call and someone will help you out. A lot of 401k accounts, if it's through your job, they'll, they should have some sort of support to help you get going as well. You know, Tim raises a good point. Uh, if you are uh, faced with questions about your retirement plan at work, you can normally pick up the phone, sometimes even have chat through the website where you can go in and ask questions. One of the things that we hear over and over and over is, I talk to these people who manage my retirement account, but they can never tell me that this fund is better than that fund. They will never tell you that because that is the process of giving you advice. They're prohibited in most cases from providing investment advice as, you know, administrator on the plan. So they can provide you with information so that you can make a better decision. Right. But they'll never lead you to say, oh, put the put all your money into that fund. It's doing great. Right. Yeah. That's that's more what I meant. They can give you the information to get started so you can make your own decisions. They're not going to tell you which funds to invest in, but they can help you get the ball rolling so that you can manage it yourself. Yeah. So the next question is, can I move from can I move funds from a retirement account from a former employer into an individual 401k? Now, a couple of things jump jump out at us when we read this question. So they've got a retirement account with a former employer. And they're asking about an individual 401k. So I have to believe that if they have an individual 401k, that they're self-employed. But as we read more information from the person posing the question, that may not be the case. So maybe what they're referring to is an IRA. I think that's more likely the so case. Here's the, the summary of the situation. I have a retirement account with a former employer that I made contributions to. Based on the plan's restrictions, I'm not allowed to withdraw any of the money I contributed until the age of 55, but I need the money now. Can I convert my savings plan 
to an individual 401k since I'm no longer working for the company? To answer the question, I think the answer is yes. You can roll, as long, if it's going to an IRA, you can roll a former retirement plan into an, an IRA. Um, but I think one of the other things that pop out in this question is that this person needs the money now. Right. That which was a huge red a, flag. Right. Yeah. A financial planning red flag or right. a cash flow red flag. There's more underlying issues yeah. uh, than just the transaction of moving one account to another account. Right. It also sounds with this is all the information that we have, but it, it sounds that I, I, I keep going back to that phrase. I'm not allowed to withdraw any of the money I contributed until the age of 55. So this is a person who is not 55, not yet 55. Okay, but they need the money now. So we have done several podcasts and videos and blog posts about putting money away for retirement. It's very important to put money away for retirement. But if you're putting money away for retirement, instead of building your safety net, or paying down your debts, you really need to re-examine your priorities. That was one of the good pieces of feedback we got from from last week's podcast. Someone wrote in and said they listened to the podcast and it made them realize, you know, sometimes we think about our future selves that we forget about present the selves. present self. Yeah. So you got to make sure that you're okay now. That's really important. So let's let's just cover or unpack uh, some of this question. So we're going to go on the assumption that they don't have an individual 401k. They have an individual retirement account. So they're not permitted to withdraw any of the money until the age of 55. Okay, let's talk about that. So they obviously called the plan, talked to people in the call center, and said, Hey, I need this money now. Can I can I make a withdrawal? Sometimes what I have learned in listening to people is that they don't use the proper lingo and it's not their fault. So they just don't know. I think sometimes if the call center people would listen to what their callers are saying, they would be able to help them more. So someone calls up and says, I need to make a withdrawal from my retirement account, but I'm not yet 55. You can't do that. Well, we know that it's possible because they don't work there anymore. So they are 100% eligible to roll this money into an IRA, and then they can take their IRA withdrawals from it. Yes, it's going to be taxable. Yes, if you're under the age of 59, it's, there's going to be a 10% penalty on top of it. Yes, it's a very expensive way to get money, but it's not impossible. Translation, that's a double negative. It's possible. You can do this. Um, and it's a shame that sometimes people get bad information when they call a call center only because they're trying to speak the lingo of the business and they're using the wrong terminology and we don't have, I, I hate to characterize people, but we don't have patient people who are willing to listen to what someone's trying to explain. 
Because I think if this person had better explained their situation, they'd be in a better position to help them. So this is a person who really needs help. They need money. And they're being told that they can't touch this money. And that's not it's true. Not, yeah, it's not true. So I get, hopefully people in call centers will listen to this. And <laughs> sometimes it, it's it's not the actual words that the people are saying. You need to dig a little deeper and try and find out what they actually need because a lot of times these people don't know the exact terminology or they might use the wrong word, which sometimes using the wrong word changes the answer. Sure it does. So it's... And, it's and a confusing topic for some people who don't know the proper terminology. I'm going to just go out on a limb, and if if there's listeners out there and they find themselves in a similar situation, call an advisor. Call us. Call Dave Ramsey. Call an advisor, someone who will listen to your story and be able to tell you, yes, you can do that, or no, you really can't do that, but here are some other options that you may want to consider. So there are ways to do this. Unfortunately, you know, I, I think very few people today have actually read the plan details. That's a big deal. There's people out there telling you, yes, you can do this, or no, you can't do this. They haven't even read the plan. So uh, talk to an advisor who knows what they're they're talking about when it comes to retirement plans and I hope that this person gets help because it seems like they really they need it hopefully yeah so we got a couple more questions left for this episode uh, moving on the question is how should I invest my 401k savings after I retire that's a good question um, there's a lot of times where uh, People say, hey, I'm not going to be working any longer. And then there's people who say, I'm going to retire. So what we have tried to uh, educate our clients and hopefully help you as well, our listeners, is you should refer to these phases in your life as accumulation phase and decumulation phase or distribution phase. So while you're in the accumulation phase, you should be focused on growing that pile as best as possible, hopefully with a level of risk that you can sleep with. When it comes to distribution, the distribution phase of life, everything changes. Totally. Yeah. So uh, we have clients that are civil service employees. They work for a municipal government and when they they can retire very early. They can retire in their early 50s, sometimes in their late 40s. And they say, hey Tom, I'm going to retire next year. Don't you think we should be getting more conservative with our investments? There's a big difference between retiring and starting to take money out of the account. Huge in, difference. In their case. Right. So in some of these people's cases, they may not be taking money out for 15 years. There's still a long time to let that money compound. So should you reconsider your investment allocation if you're retiring? Yes. Uh, if you're retiring at a normal retirement age, you should be talking to an advisor or at least doing your homework to consider a reallocation. 
once you begin taking distributions from your retirement account, you should definitely have a different look to your account. That was a really good question uh, that we have gotten in. We get a lot of questions uh, like these, and if you find yourself in a similar situation and but have a different question, get in touch with us. We'd be happy to answer it. Please don't ask us for investment advice as we can't give you specific investment advice through a podcast. That's something better handled uh, in person or on the phone. So if you have questions like that, definitely get in touch with us. Our phone number is 732-223-9000. Pretty much wraps up episode 189. Yep. Uh, So thanks for tuning in, and we will see you on episode 190. 190. Yeah. Okay, thanks for listening. Hey, thanks for listening. Listen, I have a big favor to ask you, and it might take you 30 seconds or less, and it would mean a lot to me. If you like this podcast, please let me know and let the team know as well. And you can do this very easily by subscribing to the podcast. It's probably the biggest favor you can do for me right now, and it's really simple. Just go over to iTunes, search for Maluli Asset, and click subscribe. Again, it'll only take a few seconds to subscribe, and if you subscribe now, it'll really help me out a lot. Thanks again.